Good morning and welcome back to our weekly 10 minutes of meaning. So glad to be together again as we study the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzata who gives us a formula for how to lead our best and most successful life yet. Uh, very grateful to our dear friends Chani and Lenny Grunstein who've sponsored the series for the year in memory of Chani's father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak, is Neshama Shavin Aliyah. If you'd like to sponsor a particular episode, please be in touch with Lee at brsonline.org, Lee at brsonline.org. We are on the 13th chapter of Mesila Susharm, the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, is giving us a formula for how to live our best lives yet. We began with the Mid of Zahiras, mindfulness. The more present we are, the more mindful we are, the more that we can achieve. We then moved over to Zrizas, alacrity and zeal, not to keep it all inside, but to come up with a plan, a goal, and make a resolution, how we're going to achieve it, how we'll measure ourselves and our success along the way. We moved over to Nikias, identifying all the character traits and attributes, all the behaviors that we want to expunge, that we want to purge from within our repertoire, and how we can ease our life by moving it from the battleground to the conquered territory. And it brings us up to the Mida of Precious, which we've begun which is the character trait of you can only live with when you've proven you can live without. That there's nothing wrong with enjoying and indulging in the beauty and the pleasures of this world, but it cannot and must not define us and who we are. And therefore, we can only enjoy those pleasures when we don't need them, when we can transcend above them. So the answer, says the Ramchal, the answer to this, what's the this? The answer is, why is it? We left off last week with a question. We have enough prohibitions. We have enough things that the Torah says you can't do. We have enough limitations on our life. Why do we have to introduce others? So if this is technically permissible, if it's in the rules of engagement, why do we have to voluntarily, voluntarily take it off the table? What quality is this exactly to lead a life of asceticism, to try to transcend or rise above it? What do we gain by doing so? The answer is, Precious is a value. It's a virtue. And this is what the Torah tells us in Parshas Kedoshim. Kedoshim to you. We should be holy. Now, what does holy mean? What is holiness? Kedoshim, Kedusha. We translate the word Kadosh as holy. Holy is a Christian term. It's not a Jewish term. I don't know what the word holy means. Too often we're satisfied with translations that we don't even understand because it just gives us an English version of a word to use. But what does it mean to be holy? And what does it mean to strive for holiness? So Rashi there tells us, the Sifra, based on the Medrash. What is Kedosh and what does it mean to be holy? Prushim tihiyu. It means be distinguished, be separate, be apart. In Judaism, holiness is not living without. Holiness is elevating ourselves, enriching ourselves, empowering ourselves. It is engaging the physical world, not avoiding it, but engaging it in such a way that we lift it. When it comes to food, we eat. Really, it's not a virtue to starve ourselves to death, although fasting, of course, can promote the spiritual side, the soul within us. But we eat, but we make a blessing before and after. We make sure it's kosher. We are disciplined and dignified in our eating, in our eating, in the intimate component of our life, in every area of the physical world. Od Amru, our rabbi, say in the tractate Tanis, that a person is able to live with a sense of fasting. It's interesting how society and the world of health and wellness, at least right now because it moves in phases, has caught up. Intermittent fasting is considered to be a very healthy lifestyle, at least again this week. Who knows next week? These things change on a regular basis. But the idea that a person doesn't eat after a certain time of night and doesn't eat in the day until a certain time of the day, not only 
affects the metabolism and not only helps one burn calories or burn fat or whatever the mechanism is that supposedly it is helping one lose weight and live a healthier life, but it's also emotionally and spiritually a much more disciplined way of life, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting essentially says on a daily basis, I'm going to strive not just to eat every time I have an impulse. Notice I didn't say eat every time I have an appetite because most of us don't eat when we have an appetite. We eat much more often than that. We eat when we have an impulse. We eat when we walk by the cabinet. We eat when we were in the supermarket. We eat when we are trying to distract ourselves. We eat because emotionally we're able to um, escape whatever it is uh, by entering instead into a bag of corn chips or kettle potato chips. We eat not because we're hungry. We eat to indulge all kinds of other things. So the notion of intermittent fasting, aside from the health benefits, have tremendous spiritual benefits because it means no matter how ravenously hungry you are at night or however much you've developed the habit, the impulse to eat even when you're not hungry, if you're committed to fast intermittently, then you're going to be exercising that discipline muscle. And that's what Precious is about. Precious is growing the discipline muscle, exercising it and growing it and making it stronger and creating a new muscle memory around best practices and behaviors. Odom, they said further, Tzadik ochel asova nafsho, zechizkiyom al Yehuda, shemal no litrin shel yarak. We know the chizkiyah, the king of Yehuda, they would put on his table two liters of yarak, of soup. Odom, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Shabashas, Misas, Zakav, Esretz, Bosav, Amar, Golav, Yadul, Afanecha, Shalana, Nesim, Olam, Azaf, Yil, Be'etzva, Ketana, Shali. So, the Ramchal employs two examples of two great righteous people, one a king of Israel and one Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi Dahanasi, the great editor and redactor of our whole Mishnah, someone who in perpetuity is known as Rabbeinu HaKadosh. We don't even need his name. He is simply our holy rabbi. And what made him holy? What made him holy is that he said in his deathbed, said, you see these 10 fingers? I never use them to gain personal pleasure. Now Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi Dahanasi was extraordinarily wealthy. It's not that I didn't use it to gain personal pleasure because I was poor, I was impoverished, I was indigent, I didn't have access to luxuries and indulgencies. Rabbeinu HaKadosh was wealthy, a wealthy man who had access to it all, who was a, a peer and a friend of Roman leadership. And yet he says, even though I have a palace, and even though I have delicacies of food, and even though I have great material wealth, I always used it and channeled it only to grow spiritually, only to improve and repair the world, only to share with others, and it was never about my personal pleasure. This is not a standard that's expected of us. It's not a standard that's easy to achieve. But we need to know, as we look at the physical things in our lives, the source of physical pleasure, often fleeting pleasure, that we are capable of rising above it. We are capable of being disciplined in it. And it says, the Tanah de the Medrash says, before you pray that the words of Torah be absorbed inside you, pray that food and drink are absorbed in you. What does it mean? It means that a person should be disciplined in our eating. You know, we're consumed with eating. We're obsessed with our eating, our eating habits, our eating patterns, our holidays revolve around eating. Shabbos every week is eating. It's a lot of food in the Jewish ritual, Jewish tradition, Jewish ceremony, Jewish calendar. But it doesn't mean that we have to let ourselves go. And I don't mean physically let ourselves go and become physically obese, but I mean spiritually obese. You can be spiritually obese when you're undisciplined. Spiritually obese when you find yourself in the bottom of the ice cream container or on the bottom of the potato chip bag or in the bottom of the seventh helping only to feel miserable, guilty, ashamed, only to feel empty inside. All the pleasure you had while you were eating is gone so quickly because it's replaced by a feeling of often hating yourself. But we can, 
We need to know and we need to believe that we have the capacity and the competency. We have the muscle, the spiritual fortitude and resiliency to not give in to the impulse, to not give in to that instinct, but to be able to rise above and to be disciplined. We find ourselves in the days of Shovavim, the Arizal, the great Kabbalist associated these weeks, the parashas of Shmos Va'era Bo B'Shalach Yisrael Mishpatim, an acronym that spells Shovavim, with a pasuk in the Navi Yecheskel, Shuvu Banim Shovavim, where God says, return my children, those who are returning. And this is a period that is predisposed to auspicious, to grow that disciplined muscle, to strive for a sense of precious, not to live without permanently necessarily, but to prove that we can live without, because then we can afford to live with to be able to fast intermittently, not only from food. I wrote an article uh, I put out this morning, which uh, includes and promotes the congressman from Texas, who in the Wall Street Journal yesterday proclaimed he's going on a social media sabbatical. It's a fast. He's practicing precious when it comes to social media. There are platforms, there are pleasures, there's progress, which is credible to our lives. We're not rejecting it. We embrace it, it's wonderful, but you can overindulge, you can become addicted. It in itself can be a, a source of corruption, contamination. And precious is the capacity to take a break, to do intermittent fasting, to say that I own it, it doesn't own me, I could live without. I'm disciplined, I'm dignified, I transcend, I rise above. And whether it's in my eating habits, I don't have to go back for seconds, I don't have to finish every morsel on my plate. If you go to a restaurant, what they determine to be a serving portion doesn't have to be the portion that you eat. It doesn't have to be. A person is able to be disciplined, whether it's our use of technology, our use of social media, whether any other indulgence in our lives. The, the explanation is there are fundamental distinctions. There's a form of an abstinence that we have been commanded about. You're not allowed to eat non-kosher food. You're not allowed to speak gossip. You're not allowed to look at things, the images that one should not take in. And then there's another form of abstinence or that exercise disciplined muscle, which we volunteer. We're not obligated in, but we volunteer. But a person has to be not overly righteous. If you try to take on too much and do too much, you will implode, you will collapse, and you will fail. You know, if you run up the ramp, the Torah tells us, a person who would run up, a priest who would run up the ramp, whose steps were too big, revealed their nakedness. It means they wore a tunic, they wore a cloak, they didn't wear pants. And therefore, if your step is too big, then you create this gap that someone could look up that tunic and your nakedness is revealed. But spiritually, the Balei Musar tell us what it means is if you're taking steps that are too big in life, don't take on too much too quick because you will reveal your nakedness. You will stumble, you will trip, you will fall and you will end up worse off than you began. We have a concept also called Mechse Kiyura. Sometimes there's a behavior that looks outrageous, that looks arrogant. You're not there. It's not where you belong. It's not what you're up to. And if you take on too much, then you're going to implode, you're going to collapse, and you'll be left with nothing. So as much as we're endorsing a greater sense of awareness, self-awareness, a greater sense of discipline in all these areas, we're also recognizing slowly, incrementally, in different phases, in different stages of life, conquer these different areas and recognize that we're capable of working out that muscle and creating a new muscle memory when it comes to those things that are so important in our lives. Pick it up next week. Um, Everyone stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy. Have a wonderful day. Stay tuned to 845, Living with Emuna. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. But please, please join us for all our shiurim on the YouTube channel. You'll find out every time we go live if you subscribe. Also, join us tonight. Very, very excited for our guest on Behind the Beam at 9 p.m., Rib Joey Rosenfeld, who is a addiction therapist specialist. 
addiction counselor, spiritual counselor, talking more about the kinds of topics we're talking about this morning. See everyone back in a few minutes. Have a wonderful day.